Welcome back to the Forget Me Not Diaries. I'm your host, Tyra. And I'm your host, Bree. We are two lifelong besties who are delving into what makes us, us. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, This is episode three, and I think we're both really excited for this. We're going to be interviewing Brianna this episode. Yes, I'm so excited. Honestly, last episode was such a fun time for me just to get to know a little bit more about you and also, you know, the excitement to share that with everyone was was really cool. Yeah, no, that was a really great episode for me to keep re-listening to. I had uh, my sister Sandy. She ended up listening to it and she loved it. She said that she cried. I don't see her as often as I'd like because she lives in Washington, so that sucks, but... I think the response back to just the first two episodes has been amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. Like so out of this world, like I'm just so ecstatic and I love that it's like a lot of people from our community too, that we have such a great community, each of us that we can share this with and that is opening their arms and hearts to us. I really love that. Me too. It's just, it's very awesome. So I hope everybody at least got to enjoy the sunshine that we had last weekend here in Alaska. It's been really shitty summer. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's just been spring continuing through July. (laughs) So hopefully we have a little bit of a better July, but Brianna, are you ready to be interviewed? Oh, I think so. Let me see here. Yeah, I I suppose. <laughs> I'm a little nervous, but yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Okay. All right. Question number one. How are you still similar to your younger self? I I would have to say that my core beliefs and core like issues are still relatively the same. I I still tend to like think about everyone else first and like overwork myself a lot. I feel like I'm always putting my social calendar above everything else, which is an issue. Um one thing I guess I would say is like I feel like I may have lost some of her like youthful exuberance, but I think it's being replaced with like a lot more like tempered reactions to things and just events that happen. I think both versions of myself, like then and now, are still really emotional. Like, I don't think that's ever going to change. (laughs) Um, I just have a lot of feelings, I think. Right, like you have better reactions. Yeah, like, I'm still really emotional, but I have better reactions to things. So that has definitely helped, I feel like. Um... I I feel like all in all, like I still have the same love for having a great support system in my life. I love being there for people. I love making people feel good, making people laugh. I still love all the same foods and hate all the same ones. I am I'm her, but I'm way more refined, I hope, is what I would hope anyways. Yeah, that totally makes sense because that's how I hope I yeah, I think I I would say the same for myself though. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like weird. To, it was such a it was such a weird. That's a really good question. It's just like it makes you really think about like how am I different or how am I the same? You know, the, how are you different is so much easier to answer, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, because I mean you've changed so much and you want to hope to have grown out of certain habits. Yeah, so I really liked this question because it was like, it it made me think like, how am I the same? And I do, you know, do I like all those parts? And I think it's a question I might honestly ask myself more is like, how am I still the same after everything I've done and gone through, you know? Yeah, and it's a very good moment to be like, what can I change? Like a very good, um, what is it, self-discovery question too. Yeah, self-awareness or something like that. Yeah, definitely. I I agree. Um, Question number two, have you ever had a this can't be happening moment? What was it? I, I don't think I've had a lot of those, honestly. So like the first thing that came to my mind was COVID. I, I feel like it really 
through the whole world for a loop, I feel like I'm still in shock sometimes. Like, did that, like asking myself, did that really happen? Did like the whole world, did we just like go through a world pandemic <laughs> two years ago, <laughs> three years ago, whatever. Yeah. Holy shit. It was three years ago. I know. Like that's insane to me. Insane. I, I feel like there's, there is this one post on Instagram that I would love to read because it just kind of tells a little bit about where I was when everything went down around COVID. I posted this June 28th, 2020. So it was a little bit after I was starting to work again and we were settling a little, like we still had no idea what the fuck was going on, but like we were settling in to the rhythm of COVID at that time. But anyways, I said, the calm before the storm. This photo, the photo is of me in Central Park, uh, was taken March 10th, 2020 in Central Park. There were only about 163 cases in New York City that day. I had checked. There was a quote from Governor Cuomo on March 20th, only 10 days later, saying, this is not life as usual. Accept it, realize it, and deal with it. And we're all in quarantine now. We're all in various levels of quarantine and it's hard. It's so crazy to me that I was in New York City a week before they had 5,000 cases. By March 20th, New York State's entire case amount was about to hit 10,000 10 days after that. Numbers continued to rise so quickly in the span of 10 days from March 16th to March 25th, the amount of cases grew from 950 statewide. So that's, again, 10 days from 950 to 33,117 cases. Um, a month before I was in New York City, I was in Georgia, Atlanta, and Savannah, and we had gone to public places and ate in restaurants. At that time, Italy already had 75 cases and was growing exponentially quickly. I... And then, you know, I go on to talk about how I feel like people are taking this lightly and blah, 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 and however I felt about it, you know, in 2020. But it was just, it was, it's, I don't, I still, when I read that, I'm like, holy crap, dude. Like, that is just, it gives me just, like, the weirdest feeling that I was there when I was in a ball pit in New York City 10 days before everything shut the fuck down. Yeah. Yeah, that is crazy. But I think that's, that's like, when that happened, I was just like, this can't be happening. Like, this can't, like, 950 cases. And we would watch it on the, we would watch it at work on the news after our shifts and just see, they'd be like, 950 cases. Oh, now we have, like, 2,000 cases. Now we have 10,000 cases. And this is in a span of a week and a half, and it's just going up all the way to 33,000. And it's like, what the? Holy God. And, like, you know, we didn't know what that meant. I worked in a restaurant, and it was terrifying. It was like, uh, we knew what we got right. down, you know. It was just crazy. Yep, no, that's for sure. Um, question number three, what gives you chills every time? Well, I guess that last question a little bit, but <laughs> um, uh, I really <laughs> like this question. It's a little tough because I, I feel like I really, I don't get the chills often because when you say chills, I feel like you're saying they're like like indicative of like a bad feeling. You know, am I correct in that? Um, no, I was thinking of like just chills, like either they're good or bad, whatever. Yeah, whatever one you want to put. Okay. Um, yeah, so like when I, I feel like I only get good chills. Like I get goosebumps. The first thing that I could think of, I guess, is that whenever I'm listening to a really inspirational good ass song like especially if I'm singing along my newest one that gives me chills like every single time I listen to it in the car and singing it like at the top of my lungs is um Till You Can't by Cody Johnson I don't know I just really love the message behind it 
It's like, if you got a chance, take it, take it while you got a chance. If you got a dream, chase it. Cause the dream won't chase you back. And I'm like, preach, preach. I need to sing this to myself every day. <laughs> you know, no, it's like, a really good song. It's a very self-motivating song and it's really sweet and it basically is very, you can do whatever the fuck you want if you put your mind to it. Yeah. And that's like what I've been told my whole life. But I, I still, I mean, I think everyone struggles with that and getting off their ass. But yeah, like I just belt it out and it feels so true. And it's like you, you have to take chances and make moves in life because it's just too short. But yeah, so like a good ass song is what gives me chills every time. <laughs> I think one for me is like um, a spooky story, like a good, like life changing story where a person is very like emotionally involved in the story they're telling and you can see it in their eyes and like their eyes are like about to water. Yeah, that shit gives me goosebumps. Yeah, like in documentaries and stuff and like interviews, definitely. Yeah, like when we were talking about my episode, when you were talking about that one uh, guy in a cab, that's a medium. Yes, yeah, seatbelt uh, psychic or something. I can't. Yeah, that shit will bring me. Yeah, that stuff gives me goosebumps all the time, and it like makes me want to ball my eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch? No, I still haven't watched it. I watched a brief part of oh, it. Oh God, you've got to watch some of them. They're intense. I love it. When was the last time you tried something new, and what was it? So, I. I feel like I try new things a lot, but then when I am asked this, I'm like, mom, what do I do? <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think the obvious answer is, you know, this podcast, it's the newest passion project in my life. Um, I, I always thought a podcast would be fun, but I didn't know like what I would talk about or what could be my niche. I, I didn't think anything that I, I had would work long term, especially alone. Um, but I'd never, ever had thought of like an interview style one. Like I, I didn't need that, like never even crossed my mind. Uh, like, so I think I would have loved if I had thought about it, but I think I would have doubted myself way too much to do it alone. So I'm really glad that Tyra approached me when she did about it with, and with the ideas and like the people she wanted to interview and like how we wanted to do it. I don't know. I love our podcast and even if it flops tomorrow, I think I'll always be glad we made it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Brianna and I called each other this morning and we were already talking about season three. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, we were. And like season two is, I was going to tell you, um, I added like a lot of the, I realized there was a bunch we forgot for season one and we just don't even have the room for. So season two is already like more than half planned out. Yeah, no, I think this will be very exciting. And like you said, if it flops tomorrow, I'm still proud of what we've done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's, I, I'm just excited because I feel like the conversations we're having are ones that, like we said in our description, make us remember who we are and ones that I want to remember forever. So I'm glad they're encapsulated in this. Yeah, where you just have, like you said, like a time capsule to go back and be like, oh my gosh, you remember when we were 25 and we did this fucking thing? Yeah, I think it's just the remembering of this and then always having these topics to continue to talk about continuously for the rest of our friendship. Mm-hmm. No, and I think, you know, I was thinking about that too, because like sometimes when I think about our podcast now, I can be like what even is our niche, you know? <laughs> but I feel like, I think that really is the niche is it's friendship and it's people and it's life, you know, but like, it's all, it's just about human connection. I think in general. Yeah. And how we somehow meet these people along the way and something about them sticks out. So we want to introduce you guys to them because we're like, you really need to know this person. And if you can't really meet them, well, then listen to them for an hour talking to us. Yeah. Hanging out with us and just vibing. Exactly. Which is what we, you know, and I think a lot of our friends, whether it's your coworkers, my coworkers, your cousins, my family, they're always like, gosh, I wish I could 
hang out with you guys more often, or we should go have a girl's day, or we should go do this. And so I think it's like, um, what did um, Krista say? It was very essentially like sitting in a room with us here right now talking. Yeah, she was, she was doing laundry at home and she said she saw our post on Facebook and just was like, yeah, I'm going to turn it on. And it was just like for an hour, she felt like she had great company and it was just really uplifting. And that was, that's all I could ever want, you know? Exactly. Is spread the message of like, you'll always have a friend. Yeah. Yeah. We're here for you guys always. You know, we've we been through a lot, each of us in our own issues and ways. Um, and we're both huge empaths. Not that we are saying we can just be here for you guys all the time, you know, emotional support wise. But you know, if we can provide you with a little bit of comfort and just a sense of knowing that like, you're not alone. And if you ever like things that you want to have us discuss about, you know, Hey, this happened to me, you know, and have us discuss, you know, our thoughts and advice and things like that. It would be, it would be an honor, honestly. Yeah, I agree with that too of just having somebody give us a topic or an instant and then just us regurgitating that and being like, well, this is what I would have, you know, would have done, or this is what you should do if you have time to go back to this moment with this person, yada, yada. I think that would be a lot of fun Mm. too. Yeah. I'm just excited to like really start interacting. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I agree. I'm really excited like you said, I think we have a good community following, whether if it just reaches our little 20, 40 people. But I mean, we are getting some followers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, shout out to anybody in Belgium, because apparently we have some people in Belgium listening to us. And I'm just like, how? <laughs> and then and then you said some random ass fucking place in Kansas. Yeah, some place like Cheney. Or Cheney Bar State Park or something, and there's like 35 people I think or something. I don't know. I'm not completely sure on our analytics, but we've got a lot. And but yeah, everybody in our hometowns because you guys on the support. Honestly, you guys are the best. Amen. Amen to that. You guys are the best. If you lost everything you worked for tomorrow. What would be the first step at moving forward? Ooh. Ooh, that's tough. Um, I feel like, I feel like my first thing in any situation is probably this, but like, especially this situation, my first thing would honestly have to be um, to make a game plan with my husband. (laughs) My favorite word to call him over like husband or boyfriend or fiance or lover, whatever, you know, he's my partner, you know, at the end of the day, he is my partner in life. And, and anything that happens, we have each other's back. So like, I, I think before I even did anything, I would have to talk to him about what our plan is and like what our next steps are, like what's our next move. Do I get a job? Do I stay home? do I finish school first? You know, like everything, you know, whatever life looked like in that moment, it's like, I have nothing. So what do I do next? You know, like not, not him, like telling me what to do, just being like counting all our chickens and ducks. And like, if we had anything though, I guess, because the question is if we lost everything, but I'm assuming with this question, he'd still have his job, (laughs) but Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I love that I have a partner who is involved in our plans, not just his or mine or like that. I don't have a, I'm glad I don't have like a partner who wants to dominate everything. You know, somebody who I can be like, this is what my thoughts are. What are your thoughts? And how do we make this plan like together out of those thoughts? I feel really fortunate. Yeah, I had a, um, I posted on Instagram, maybe it was like last month or a couple months ago, maybe I posted two things and it was like, what would you do if your partner did this? What would you do 
if your partner and I had this really um, fuck face boy message me and I'm going to say he's a fucking boy because it just took some balls and it just pisses me off that men behave this way. Mm. Oh, this fucker. He said, you do know that the word partner is preferably for um, gay men and women. <laughs> and I was like, he said this twice to both of my partner posts within the last couple of months. Oh my God. And I'm like, what is up with this big fucking word of partner? Why the fuck can I not call my husband? Like, how weird is that? That it bothers you this much? You have to reply back to my story to tell me this. Yeah, like, okay, what if I am, you know, like, I don't know. As like a bisexual woman, I'm just like, so? I'm sorry, but like, I mean, but you're coming from too, like cis people or not cis, um, hetero, hetero, not hetero, right? Heterosexual. Is that, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I can't remember anyways, but yeah, heterosexual people, why wouldn't you want to be able to call your husband or wife, your partner in life? You know that? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I was just, I just had, when you said that, I'm like, God, it's not just me that calls their significant other a significant other or a partner or what the fuck ever I want to call it. Like, who fucking cares? Yeah, everyone's so hung up on, yeah, they're so hung up on, like, husband, wife that they're like, oh, you're not calling him your husband or you're not calling her your wife. Like, okay, she still is that. It doesn't you being upset about my word verbiage doesn't change any of that. <laughs> so, Right. Cause I was talking to generally anybody, anybody who had a partner in the situation or anything like that. So I guess I was, you know, going man and women, husband and wife, boyfriend. It was just fucking stupid. It's so much easier just to say partner versus like boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So stupid. Anyways, sorry to go off the rails on that, but it's fucking dumb. I fucking hate. Oh, I fucking hate men sometimes. Yeah. Small brains. Small fucking brains. But no, I agree. Um, Chance and I obviously talk about everything and anything under the sun. Finances to job changes to raising children to all of it. So I know what you mean by calling him immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I was just like, what would I do? And then I was like, probably talk to Nick about it. <laughs> like, mm. like what I'm going to go decide my next step if, without him. <laughs> no. Exactly. And I guess I was kind of like, when I did ask this question, I was kind of hoping that you would kind of revert to what you did when, you know, things happened last November is kind of what I was hoping for you to kind of talk about too, but it's okay oh. if you don't want to. Um, oh, when I lost, like, November, when I lost my job? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I didn't even have to tell you, because they freaking announced it over the public chat, like, as I was At leaving. Work, that's right. Oh my god, yes, that's right. Yeah, so I didn't even have to, like, I would have texted you. And been like, they just fired me, you know, but, uh, you already knew and were texting me. So I had immediately called Nick on the drive home. I, I was like, not even five minutes away from work. And I called him and, and I was like, yeah, so, uh, so they fired me. <laughs> and he was like, oh, they did, huh? <laughs> and it went from there. And, uh. Yeah, it, it wasn't fun conversation, you know, um, it wasn't oh, like, of course not. No, it, I mean, it wasn't like he was mean to me, but he was like a little stress for sure. I mean, we had just bought our house like four months prior, maybe less. Yeah. So it was a stressful time. Um, I guess like I went into... Um, I, I, I think I started door dashing that week. Um, but then we had a bunch of snowstorms. So like all I did was snow shovel and snow blow mine and my 
<laughs> driveways and I would <laughs> like this is funnier than you guys understand the snow blowing mine in my mom's driveway because like me and my mom only live 0.3 miles away from each other and so what I would and it's her snowblower so what I would do is um snowblow our driveway or hers wherever the snowblower was at that time and then I would drive the snowblower and blow the snow off the sidewalk all the way to her house so that I could do hers. <laughs> um, so it was just a lot. And I, I didn't have a job, so it's not like I had anything better to do but snow blow our driveways when it we just were getting hit after. It's just been a high precipitation year. Yeah. That's what I keep saying. Yeah, fucking A, man. Fucking A. Um, yeah. Chance has lost his job, um, I think, twice in our relationship. So I kind of know that feeling of, like, what the fuck are we going to do now? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard. And like, I hate to be the one putting that on, you know, your family at that, you know, or your even just your relationship and being like, yeah, so... Uh, I'll tr- I'll try to get a new one, but no promises yet. <laughs> yeah, right. And then you're just like, you also need a break because you just went through such a fucking hectic job. So you're like, actually, I need to also take a break for a minute, please. Yeah. And then let me go back out there and try to fucking figure it out. But holy shit, I am mentally, you know, not okay, obviously. And it's just nice that Nick respected you in that sense. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he, he wanted me to be actively looking for a job and that was like part of it. But, um, and then he wanted me to be door dashing more than I was, but I'm like, dude, I'm not going (laughs) weather. Um, and so he was, yeah, I mean, I, I'm lucky that he's there and understands, you know, the struggles. And I told him about every job interview, God, Thinking back to some of those job interviews, though, they're really embarrassing because I was so messed up emotionally from that experience, <laughs> job, and also, you know, other things going on in my life at the time that I think I cried in like two interviews. And now I'm. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> like, no wonder they didn't hire me. I don't mean to laugh. No, it's okay. It's funny. <laughs> in a sad way yeah yeah, no shit no fucking shit uh what moment of your life would you like to live over and over again I feel like some people might be surprised by my answer to this one um but not really I was yeah yeah honestly I think it would have to be my wedding ceremony Um, even though there was a lot of emotional turmoil at my wedding, I can't really think of one singular event in my life that I would want to live over and over. Like there's just so many, you know? And so when I think about a time where I just had a lot of really strong emotions and it was exactly what I wanted and it came out just the way I had pictured but like even better honestly so yeah I I wrote my own wedding ceremony um I found a template online um because my husband and I did a hand fasting instead of exchanging rings and I had never seen one done before so I had to look up a template um, but I wrote it most of it from scratch and I poured like my whole heart into that ceremony. And it, I think that's what it was. It just, it was such a meaningful moment to me, that moment. Um, we had the same woman officiate our wedding, my auntie Becca, um, that my parents had officiate their wedding. So that was really special too. Um, I'm, so I'm pagan, but my husband is Christian. So we had the hand fasting for like the pagan side of things. And I had his, I had my mother and his mother and his father read Bible verses during the ceremony. Um, as well as had my mom and his mom be the ones to bring up and drape the cords we used 
for the hand fasting over our hands. Um, and each cord was colored differently to represent each family and then one to represent the family we were creating. Um, and then I had us write our own vows. And I know mine uh, might seem like they blew my husband's out of the water, but I, I'm a writer <laughs> and I am extremely mm -hmm. emotional and I'm just known to make people cry with how good I can tell them about how much I love them. I, I mean, like, or anything like I can make people emotional through my writing and he's not, <laughs> he is not a writer and he also not like the, it's not like public speaking is his favorite thing to do. So I, I was really happy with how much effort he did put in. I know he tried and I know he wasn't like super comfortable with the idea of doing our own vows but he did it for me and I, I spread them the other day again. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. I love, love, love. I think my favorite thing is that we each ended with, um, saying some version of like, I love you forever. I love you. I think I said, I love you forever. I love you for always. And he said, I'll love you forever and always at the end. That's how we oh, each ended that. our vows. And so that was really, you cute make me want to me. bring out my new chances now. I know I would love to read mine, but they're long. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, take a second. Yeah, no, and that's how I felt with Chance, too. Chance did not uh. stutter, not one time during his vows, and but I kept fucking up mine. <laughs> and this man is dyslexic, has learning issues, can't write for shit. And blew me out of the water because he didn't even, like, mispronounce a fucking word. And it was like, whoa. You, like, hung on to everything that he said. And I agree. You're just, you're in shock. And that's all that matters is that you and him felt connected in that moment. I did. Like, I didn't feel, all I could think about was him in that moment, you know? Like. Hell yeah. But for, I remember your wedding and it was just did you go first or did chance i can't remember that chance did yeah so i was bawling by the time tyra <laughs> went because chance holy cannoli his were amazingly cute and just made me cry and i was so it was like the first wedding i'd been a part of too i think so it was just really emotional Very and, it was true. Like, and so yeah and then um and then Tyra just like literally cussed her way through hers. So I was <laughs> laughing the whole time. <sighs> no, Good times, man. Yeah. yeah. Definitely the best. It was it was a good good wedding. Who is an influential person in your life? <sighs> so I guess kind of like hopping on a theme here for this podcast. I didn't mean to, but a lot of these questions are just pointing me in that direction. <laughs> um, it, this mm -hmm. is like, yeah, this is such a hard question because honestly it's each and every person in my life. I mean, I think we take something from everyone we meet in our lives, you know, <sighs> however, I feel like for me, I would still have to say my husband. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of people have influenced me on who I used to be and who I still am at a core part of me. But who I am today has been largely influenced by Nick. One of the first things he tried to and continues to try to teach me is that I am not beholden to others. I'm not a failure if I disappoint people by doing what I want instead of like doing what they want. I I have such like mm. terrible anxiety issues with telling people no or doing things my way if that's not what others want. Like if I'm like offering, like if, if I, uh, this is just a cue to anyone in my life. If I tell you, but it's okay if not, I'm telling you that this is how I want to do it, but I'm too fucking scared to say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just really appreciate all the effort he put into like 
telling me like, you know, you don't have to do that, right? You know, you don't have to, you know, you're not like a disappointment or a failure if you don't do that, you know, like he taught me a lot of like independence in myself and to trust my own like thoughts and feelings and, and my own ideas and intuition. And I'm just really grateful for that every day. I'm, I'm, I'm much stronger because of him and his influence. And I'm, I'm comfortable like admitting that now, I guess, like where I feel like a lot of people don't want you to be, I mean, I used to, even with you and chance, I feel like I used to want you to be strong on your own and sometimes I think after I, after you and Chance got together and then, you know, through my relationship with Nick, I've realized like, sometimes you just truly are stronger with your support person, you know? Yeah, no, that's for sure. Because uh, like your question was like more of like women. This one was just anybody. And I think I would have to agree that I would pick mm-hmm. my husband. Because he really, you know, dug a, dug me out of a really dark hole and made me just learn. I learned so much from him and I still do every day. Yeah. No, there's a lot people can learn. And I think that's what people don't see about, you know, when they hear some of the bad parts of our relationships and they want to assume a lot of stuff. But it's like, you don't see us all the time you don't see what we talk about you don't see our big talks our conversations you aren't there in the bed at night you know like you don't you don't know yeah you definitely weren't in the bed at night <laughs> I'm sorry that's like talks but I'm <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I had to go there. I had to go there. Oof. But no, I agree. I, we do a lot of our deep, deep talks um, in bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's for sure. Oof. Sorry. I'm sorry. That was good. Oof. Like, I got a little bit of tears in my eyes because that was, that was priceless. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I love is such a okay. serious question coming up after this. <laughs> after yeah, no shit. Yeah. And that was like, you know, and this question, I guess, goes into like Chance and I, you know, just even talking about like talks. Um, Chance and I were drinking on Saturday and we were watching that new Netflix documentary about the cave, African caves and how they found like some another race of not homo sapiens, but they're homo dollies. I can't remember what the fuck. But anyways... And it talked about, like, how people assumed that they were really fucking stupid because they had such small brains, but actually they went and buried their their loved ones, like, in a burial site, not just, like, let the buzzards just, like, you know, take apart their body, basically. They actually buried them, and they gave them their, like, tools to take with them into, like, the fucking afterlife. So me and Chance, like, got really deep into conversation about this on Saturday. And so it was kind of really cool. So I'm excited to hear what your answer is to number yeah, eight. Yeah, but I'm curious. Did Holly text you about that? No. I need to. Did she say it in the group chat? No. Uh, she texted me personally about this Netflix documentary that sounds a lot like that. Um, uh, so actually, so our friend actually knows um, not the person who made it, but she's I think one of her TAs knows the people that made that discovery. So she's, you know, was talking about it with me a little bit and was thinking that I'd really enjoy it. So I'm really excited to hear that you enjoyed that because I'm excited to hear about that. Yeah, now I'll have to text Holly. But um, question number eight, do you think there is a life after death? that's what I think um (laughs) I struggle Mm. with question a lot in life um I oscillate between believing that there is nothing and then all my beliefs around souls so I I don't want to spell everything out so like I can save a little bit of that for our spirituality and beliefs episode coming up but basically I believe we have souls And our bodies just house those souls as vessels. And like what I believe is that there are other dimensions and our souls are our true selves. And like we're born 
in the stars and the universe. I mean, some souls are born here on earth, but like, I don't believe that every single one of them is and that there's different layers to the universe that we just don't know about yet. And like, I believe we choose the family and the general path of our life. Like I kind of like Tyra where we're all, she said like last episode, like we're all here for a karmic balancing of sorts, but I believe that we are here more like along those lines. I believe that we are more here to level up. And if we don't take those opportunities in our life, we will level down per se, and then have to keep trying in new life or wherever until we have up leveled. So basically I believe more in reincarnation than I do in an afterlife. Okay. I can agree with that. I can totally agree with that though. I think reincarnation is a true thing. And that if you have like, you know, back to the karmic balance, if you have this great karma, you have very good karma, you watch out for other people, you just give, you know, you receive things from the universe. So you're genuinely a happy person. I do think that, like you said, you level up, you become bigger and better your next life. And if you are a pessimist, you are a piece of shit, basically, I think you come back as even shittier than the fucking life you just lived because you didn't learn that lesson. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was going to say is that like, it's all about learning lessons. And so if you didn't learn your lesson the first time around, you're going to be stuck in a karmic loop of learning that lesson. And I feel like a lot of people I not like people I know in my community and stuff, but like, a lot of people I've met in life are stuck in that loop already, you know, and I can see it. Yeah, like where they just keep getting dragged down. and, mm -hmm, And they're not strong enough to make make change it's just it's crazy to watch yeah you have to want to make a difference you have to like I'm terrible at setting habits I need so much help and I'm just lazy sometimes and you know that (sighs) I sins or vices if you would say but like I still feel like I put forth an effort to better myself even if it's incrementally through the years you know and I think that makes a difference yeah no that's that is for sure and I think like even uh, I think we learned it in history class but we were talking about the Buddhas and how Buddhas believe in reincarnation and how like another way I guess of looking at it is if you have bad karma you come back as a fly you have amazing karma you come back as a horse you know very very different things. My grandma, my mom's mom believed in reincarnation. Mm. Yeah. And I guess I, I've never really thought about the reincarnation into animals as much, you know, but I'm sure it's more than just humans, you know, I'm sure it is. I just, as a human now, I think it's hard to wrap my head around that part. Yeah. Like coming back as a dog or some shit. Yeah, I mean, because I can never, I guess I'm one of those people who I just really don't feel like I could ever nail down my spirit animal very well. (laughs) Very true. Very fucking true. Just too dynamic. Somebody figure it out for me. (laughs) I think I would totally be a tiger. I know, but that's like your favorite animal. But do you like look at the character? I feel like I analyze it too much and I look at the characteristics and I'm like, but is this me though? <laughs> what makes you think? Okay, you're- good point. Good point. No, I'm just curious. Like- um, I guess I feel like I've had very like instances of tigers throughout my life whether that's like that's what people get me as stuffed animals I mean up until what last year I thought I was born in the year of the tiger and I was not Brianna had to break the news to me and I was like no fucking way I mean technically the Chinese calendar is different and Tyra's born just ah just before the year of the tiger or something like that yeah. yeah, so Chance was born the year of the tiger, and so was our son. So I thought it was going to be, like, so cute. I almost named him Tiger. Almost. I would have. I fucking would have if it worked out perfectly, but it didn't. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, no, I sorry I broke that to you, but uh, uh, she's in the year of the ox. <laughs> and I'm so proud to be an ox year. I've read some of those other horoscopes, man. I won't take it. <laughs> 
That's just crazy. <laughs> I like being an awe. Well, and that's like another thing of just looking like at it. You have these Buddhas. I mean, obviously, like we like maybe we'll just save it for the next episode because you could just go in and pull different cultures and their belief system with the whole spirituality. Oh yeah. Too. Yeah. But we will save that for next time. Yeah, we'll save it. Okay, number nine. What do you do when you want to get out of your own head? I feel like um, I take three deep, like if I'm like struggling, like in the thoughts in my head are like overwhelming, right? That's like how I took this is like getting out of my head because where wherever my head is, is not good, you know? So I would, yeah, right. Yeah. I would take three deep belly breaths three times. Oh yeah. So three, like my therapist taught me because it would, I wanted to tell people about this because it, it, what it does when you take big belly breaths and like fill your whole stomach up. So it's like, feels like it's like going to blow up with breath. (laughs) It calms and presses against your vagus nerve, which is at the base of your spine and goes all the way up to your brain. And it sends signals to my brain that we can calm down, we can relax. And I even listened because he, the way he taught it to me, he was like, deep breath in and out, deep breath in and out. And then he was like, on the last one, he'll be like, everything is going to be fine. And (laughs) I hear his voice in my head when I do it. Um, But then, you know, after I do that, I'll probably turn something on where, like, I can zone out um, and just kind of give my brain a break from thinking anything at all. Um, So, like, playing video games like Stardew Valley or Animal Crossing or putting on TV shows like My Criminal Minds Obsession or, if I really want to be mindless, do both at the same time. (laughs) Or Lord of the Rings. (laughs) out into that forever it's really cute but no let's I hope I hope people um take that home with them too that whole um breathing yeah no you just just deep breath in breath like what you do is like you fill from the bottom of your belly all the way up to your chest all the way up to your neck and like just try to fill your whole body up with air and then let go and that what that does is like when you when you expand that much, it presses against that, that nerve and, and it sends signals to your brain that you can, you're in a calm environment and it basically like tricks yourself into thinking that you're, you like it, it tricks your brain into thinking you're okay. Even if you're not. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> it gives you a minute to actually think calmly though, you know? Yes, yes. When you're in a very, that's like um, another thing I was watching on TikTok was this um, mom, doctor, PhD, and she was like, when you need to self-regulate, you know, she's like, tap your collarbone, breathe in, tell yourself that you're a good mom, and then deal with your shit. (laughs) I love that. That's cute. Yeah, so I've been trying to do that more as he gets older and gets into things and doesn't listen oh the joys of yeah the joys of children do you feel like it's getting easier because I know at the beginning it was pretty hard yeah no I think I need to really let the judgment go of what people think about me and that was like one thing my therapist said you know what I mean obviously you see the huge Facebook posts of the quote let them. And that's so true because no matter what, they're going to do it anyways. No matter what you do, they're going to talk shit. They're going to disagree. They're going to judge you. Let them because you're going to find your people sooner rather than later once you get all the phonies out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Just let them. So so if you are going to judge me for being a parent a mom and what I do then that means you do not need to be in my life and you don't need to be following me you don't need to be watching what I'm doing with my child like just get out of here because you are not good for my mental health yeah and honestly I don't I really couldn't I mean I'm sure there is maybe somebody out there but like 
knowing the people that you surround yourself with, I just don't, that's what I think I've always been so like trying to get through your head is like one, the people who aren't those people, the ones that you have in your life, the ones who care about you, the everyone else barely gives a shit about anyone but themselves. Let's be real. We're also wrapped up in our own stuff to even care what another person is doing. Two, even if they are judging you, most of the time it's not like they're going to tell you and it's not like you're going to know. So why would you like put yourself through all this anguish of people maybe thinking things about you? And, and then third of all, I don't think any of the people who do care about you would ever think that of you. There's just no way. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that a lot. So I'm just trying to find that balance. And I don't know, like, you know, I talked to my therapist about it. I don't know what deep rooted trauma I have within my own, my mom of always feeling like I'm just going to fuck up at any given moment. And so I don't know, you know, you just hold that expectation and it's like, I need to let expectations go. Fuck expectations. Oh my God. Yes. That was a huge part of my depression cycle last year in the middle, you know, of when I was getting fired and before that even. And, you know, cause I was going to say like, it's taken a lot, like as much as it's easy for me to say like, oh, don't think you're a bad mom. You know, like it's, it's so hard for me to even, I have my own issue of thinking I'm just a bad person in general. Um, and like, it's been really yeah. helpful to, to take those breaths and give myself a minute to be like, everything's fine. You are not a bad person. You know, you're not a bad person. You're a good person and people love you. And that's like something I have to repeat to myself, like a lot in my head and just logic my way out of a lot of negative self-talk. And that's just the hardest thing. So, like, as easy as it is for me to say, like, I'm trying to get this through your head, like, you can't just get something like that through someone's head. No, nope. You gotta, yeah, they gotta find peace within that. And, yep, and have a full understanding. And like I said, you know, when I do do journal entries, I am writing that in there. And I am, you know, and maybe... And that's another thing I don't need. To, and that was my therapist also told me, I don't need to find that anywhere. I don't need to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to go to you, Brianna, and have you tell me it mm. because I know you already think it. So I don't need you to fucking reassure me. I need to reassure myself. Right. No. And like looking for outward validation, like that's a big issue for me too. Yeah. Needing. And it's like, other- why can't we trust our, our minds and just know like you are really trying really hard. Your sister does think you're a good mom, even though she probably won't ever say it, you know, but stop trying to look for that for validation because you know who your sister is and that's just not the kind of person she is. And so you're going to have to find it in your own, uh, within your own self. And even it's just like, you know, Chance and I arguing and me going to you to find the validation of like, did I handle this right? Did yeah. I do okay? And it's like, I don't need to do that because I need to figure it out on my own and learn how to rekindle that fight, I guess. Yeah. And like, you know, I can give you advice all the live long day, but it's always going to be from my experience and our experiences on this earth. Like everyone's is different. So everything has, I mean, we know this, uh, the two of us, like every, we always say this, like everything has to be taken with a grain of salt, you know, when we give each other advice. And I think that's part of why we work so well too, is just like, yes, we can be there for each other in those moments, but we also are trying to like give each other sound advice on like the fact that they're using us to deal with it in general too, you know, like each other. Do you know what I'm picking up on? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Just like learning how to deal with things on our own, because I feel like Tyra and I, when I think about us and our relationship, have a tendency like to both each want a lot of validation we love attention. We like giving attention. And then like, so all of those things like mixed together are kind of like a little bit of a recipe for, I don't know, even know what to call it. Like sometimes I feel like maybe even a little codependent. I think we've said that in the past, but we've, we've worked on that a lot lately. Yeah. And I think that was like another, go ahead. 
a good, like a good, not struggle, but a good breakthrough moment probably was when you were at your lowest and I was at my lowest in September going Mm -hmm. into the winter months and then me going back to work and you also kind of going back to work or trying to find work and trying to do a new job and me trying to be a new mom. I think we didn't want to drown each other within our like, oh yeah, I know my life sucks. And then you're also like my life sucks too. And now I'm thinking about you and that stresses me out because I don't want your life to suck. And so I need to try to help you. And it's like, actually, we just need to find that peace and being able to handle every day. And it's okay if we don't have that outlet with that person because they're both going through such a detrimental time. And how does that even look either? Yeah, the way my sister put it was went because I, I called her a lot and you know she was going through her own stuff at the time too but what she said was you know she introduced this concept to me of like being an empty well and like if you're an empty well you can't give anything to anyone you know you have you have nothing to give when you are so broken and and just empty and it's like she you know yep. I had to understand as I was an empty well at the time and needing to be filled and feeling like I wanted to be filled by others and like their attention or their validation or their love, you know, whatever it was, I was felt like I was lacking. I had to give that to myself first. And I think that's what you were just doing too. Yep. Yeah. And like you're in survival mode. And so you're not even like truly thinking about that other person. And you're like, oh, crap, I need to message her because I need to let her know, like, I'm going through this, but I really am thinking about you. Like, I really am. And I just I am struggling and I love you very much. Do you just want to come over to my house and we just veg on the couch and you just look at my kid and we don't even talk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it also chilled us out a little bit too, because I think I, it just was, I mean, I was there for your whole pregnancy. I lived with you. It was like, it just was intense. And I feel like we were out of balance in a way, you know what I mean? Like, and we brought ourselves yeah. back to a good, healthy. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So that's, that's that's one thing um, about us. <laughs> it's beautiful. Very beautiful. No, I love that about us. It's like a, what is it, going out of orbit and then reorbiting? Oh, yeah. Like be, be coming back into, into alignment almost. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, and that's healthy, you know, and I, maybe that's what we can save also for like a good friendship episode is that it is healthy to get out of alignment and have to go deal with your own shit and then come back and find your people again, because if they're really your people, they're going to always be there waiting, waiting, you know, not waiting, but just there. Yeah. We're just always going to be here and that's what it is. It is what it is. Okay, last question. What is your best piece of advice for living? So I thought about this a lot. I feel like my top advice, I have like three things because, you know, I can't pick anything. But my top advice would be to practice self-awareness, to be as genuine as possible, and to learn how to set boundaries. If you haven't already, do it as soon as you can. <laughs> um, being self-aware has helped me avoid like so much unnecessary embarrassment, trauma, and just like mistakes, I feel like. And I think being genuine to me just means like staying true to who you are and who you want to be while also being honest with those around myself. Like I like or yourself, you know, I wish I'd learned how to set boundaries earlier because I feel like it would have helped me with staying genuine. Like boundaries keep me, help me keep healthy boundaries or sorry, boundaries help me like foster healthy relationships with myself and relationships with others. So yeah, I don't know. Just don't be afraid to set boundaries, be your true self and become more self-aware because like we're constantly changing and we need to be on top of things within ourselves if we want to 
like achieve the dream of the person we want to be, you know? Yeah, no. And I think uh, Kaylee also kind of, I mean, I think we, I, when she, when you were telling me that she had set a lot of boundaries, I did reach out and talk to her about boundaries, whether that was boundaries with my mom, with my sisters, with my, my family, with Chance and his family, you know, even with my friends to my coworkers, boundaries have changed a lot in my life. Yeah, they're powerful. Because you don't let yourself get that like high strong, like you have that boundary of like, I will not let this affect me because it's my boundary and I don't have to fucking talk to you when you're acting like this and I can leave this conversation right now. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I nowhere near have to respond to things that upset me. I can just decide this is not something I want to be a part of and I won't be. Which is big girl moves, big fucking girl moves. If you can, if you can do that and be okay with that decision, like go you, your boss moves, babe. Boss moves. Yeah, I encourage everybody to just be yourself and don't let anybody you know make you feel bad for that either you know if that means that you can't listen to like for example I had to set a hard boundary with my parents because I was like really involved in their fighting growing up I would fight like with them alongside them for them whatever and I shouldn't have been doing that uh and I didn't have good boundaries with myself to stop myself from doing that. And I didn't really have anybody like, I mean, my parents told me to stay out of it. And yet sometimes I would be drugged back in anyways. And, you know, so I don't think they had good boundaries either. And so like, they didn't know how to teach those and they did a really good job with everything. But I feel like boundaries was one that was really hard to teach like within your nuclear family anyways, like, you know, they taught me boundaries with like strangers and like other things like that. But, you know, I had to set a boundary with them because they were so used to me being in the middle of everything that they would want to dictate their fights to me. And I'm like, after I moved out and was done gone halfway across the country. And I was like, guys, I can't do this. I can't. Yeah, no. That was hard. It that is hard because you don't want to disappoint that person either. Like you don't want that. You don't want to feel bad because you're setting a boundary that you've never set before. Like this is a new path that you're walking and you're not trying to upset anybody in any way. But like you're, like you said, you need to, your, you comes first before anybody else. And so you weren't taught that. And so here you are trying to figure that out and trying not to make people pissed, but you had to, you had to make people pissed just to see your way. Mm-hmm. And now our relationships are so much better, honestly. Yes, they are. Honestly, it's actually so really much. beautiful to watch and see and, and listen to how far you have came within your immediate family. And it's just really, it's just an awesome feeling to me. Yeah, I mean, because we are all, like, my family, the the four of us, are very close. Um, like, I was laughing on the phone with my dad. I mean, I, I'll, I'll cut this short a little bit, but I was laughing on the phone with my dad because he comes in a week and he's flying up here from Wisconsin. And, you know, he's just talking and he just, like, goes in about how his day at work or all the stuff he's dealing with and... I'm just like, how many people, you know, I just felt really grateful. Like how many people, and like, this is not a dig at you and your dead dad. I'm sorry oh. to think about oh, it. Oh, wow. Well, you know what? This shit don't even bother me no more. It doesn't. It does not bother me. I've, it's, we're going on okay, what, five years of this shit. So don't even worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, I just, I was going to say like, how many people don't have that relationship or even that opportunity to have that relationship with their father that they are so he's just so relaxed to tell me about his whole life and you know so many people have dads that don't even tell them anything about themselves you know and here my dad is spilling his guts like it's no tomorrow and just wanting to talk with his mm -hmm. dog and I'm like you know I'm fortunate I'm very fortunate 
Yeah, I think that's just that's humbling and that's how it feels even when I get around with my siblings of just not everybody talks to their siblings, you know, like you working, you know, like looking at these older people that I um are my patients and like, oh, yeah, you know, my sister haven't spoke to her in like 20 years or haven't seen her in 20 years or you're like, I don't I couldn't do that. That's weird to me. It's so like odd of just how, how siblings like that you grew up with this person. And granted, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I bet you could. There's might be cr- thousands of other reasons of why you don't talk to your siblings, but it's just crazy that, and I'm very thankful. I, I'm very close to mine. Yeah, no, siblings are, are the best. And you, you do have really great, great relationships with your siblings. And I love, love, love that. Like, I, I wish I talked to my siblings as much as you know, you talk to yours, but I also don't have, like, I didn't grow up with all my siblings. There's that, you know, there's just differences there, but. Yeah. Well, and, and, and mine are within a 45 minute drive. Yeah. But you, you guys are all so, you guys are all just like, at the end of the day, I feel like you guys are all friends, you know, whether or not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. In a way, like, you guys are all very close is what I mean. And it's, it's beautiful. Like you said about, about mine, just it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch because I know you have had lots of troubles and still, you know, have, everybody does have squabbles with family, but you know, to, to see how you guys are coming through it and how, you know, you're teaching a lot of that too, by changing, like breaking a lot of generational curses, I think within your family. It's really cool to watch oh, yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Fucking A, are we? Yeah, no, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my best piece of advice to just be yourself, be genuine, set boundaries, and and uh, be aware of how you are portraying and per- being perceived and how you are putting yourself out into the world. I think that's important. Yeah, I love how ours were very different. That's I love that. Mm. Yeah, no, I I love I love both our episodes. I mean, like, this has been a much a much good experience. Um, I'm I'm just really happy. I'm I'm feeling really good. But yeah, I don't know, guys. What should we? If anybody has any ideas for what we should do for season three, I guess because that's where we're going <laughs> with where we have. Uh, lots to put things in you know let us know like usual we'd love to interact with you yeah and I didn't know if ever anybody I mean we got I think like three um suggestions on the Instagram post but we're gonna go try to find go do a deep dive into like our own questions with the spirituality and the universe but if you guys have any more suggestions or questions or even like a statement anything to do with spirituality or the universe i would love to hear love to hear what you guys have to say yeah what you believe in what where you come from like and what you who taught you that like yeah just like spirituality is one of our favorite topics to discuss and i think a big part of our spirituality is just the endless possibilities of like not knowing exactly what's out there. Right. So like even just knowing your guys's, like what is, what do you, yeah. What do you guys believe in? What is your top thing that you believe in and why do you believe in that? And yeah, I love that. Just like listening to listener comments of what got them into that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause everybody's got a story. But it's been a really great episode, guys. I'm really excited for this to come out, and I'm really excited to keep this going. Um, Thanks so much for listening. Yes, we love you all. Bye, friends. Bye, friends.